There's no more Black History Month. We start by declaring Black Future Month, Black Future Month, Black Future Month. Black Future Month. This is the future. Okay. Uh, this is the King Teeth Network. I'm your host, King Teeth. Um, this is a special, special, special event. This is a special um, segment, episode, whatever you want to call it. This is something special we wanted to do for Black History Month. Um, I have the lovely, the lovely, and I'm going to let her, because she is a podcaster herself. Oh, my goodness. I am Rusty. <laughs> um, I'm Podcast Bay. Um, you know, I be podcasting sometimes when the school semester is not too hectic. That's facts. How's school going for you? Deep, heavy, Negro, spiritual sigh. I'm almost <laughs> done. I got one semester left, uh -huh. so I'm, I'm, we out here. We out here. We yeah. out here. What are you studying? Uh, communications. It's general. It's broad. And so with a podcast, like, formerly, I used to be, like, really, really heavy on, like, social issues mm -hmm. and African-American, like, studies. Like, I mm -hmm. used to... I, I rolled them out. Like, I did, like, maybe, like, 13 heavy-hitting episodes just, like, back-to-back. -back, just... I'm probably exaggerating. Maybe, like... Like, maybe, like, seven to ten episodes just about, like, black history and just, like, trying to correlate it with modern-day social issues. So if I would talk about the medical industry and, like, how it relates to how black doctors back then would find, you know, holistic options to heal each other during mm, slavery mm -hmm. and apothecaries and all types of stuff. That's just one of the many things I would talk about. I used to talk about an array of topics, but I eventually hit a ceiling just with the George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, yeah. those two situations made me just feel like, just take a step back because I started to see the ugly sides of social media, which is like, how you would get blackballed just for having like hashtags related to black issues and stuff. So I, I had to like take a step back of just like the focus of being black issues because I would see you get shadow banned. It's a yeah. lot of things. You get shadow banned. Yeah. Shaka Bars. That is a real thing. Yeah, Shaka Bars uh, has 2 million followers, mm -hmm. and he talks about, you know, he would just promote, like, Dr. Sebi and all these holistic options, all this good stuff, ideally for black people. And you just wonder why somebody with 2 million followers, only 30% of their followers can see their content. Right. It's getting, like, 700, 800. You used to get, on average, 17,000 and 21,000 likes. Wow. So that, and I'm like, I can't do that to myself coming out the gate. Mm -hmm. like, even a lot of my followers are like kind of like ghost followers. Like I got right. eight, almost 8,000 followers, but you know, they've been pushed down so bad in the algorithm because of my, my content. So mm -hmm. I'm like trying to rebrand it in a way of where I can come back in and talk about those topics, but I kind of got to allure, I got to have it, like, reel them in with something else. Like the facade almost. Yeah, I'm giving a facade that, like oh, all I care horse. about is fashion mm -hmm. and cooking and, mm -hmm. like, lifestyle blogging. Then you get into my Patreon, and now I'm talking about uh, disclosed, like, you know, CIA files, and, you know, like, <laughs> I'm talking about Watergate and all types of things. Come, like, on, oh, come on, Like, I'm about to talk about some real stuff. So Real shit. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the goal, is to just bring them in with, oh, I like, care about this being cute. And mm -hmm. then I'm going to throw the, the book system. at you. You gotta, you gotta find a way. Gotta and I'll, I'll be open with it, too, because they don't have, you know, this is my plan. That's, <laughs> like, like, that, that's my plan. Like, I'm going this to school the for the news. Like, I, like mm -hmm. I was just posting on my story, like, journalism mm -hmm. is, is a big thing. 
I like I said, I thought we was in a newscast yeah. room right now, the way we set it up. For real. And I love it, actually. Yeah. I really do. That's why I'm studying media to dismantle it. That's the goal. Wow. Yeah. Work it from the inside. Disinformation. I'm doing research on it so I can crush them. But you said it took a lot out of you. Especially with the George Floyd and everything going on with the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, Can you speak a little bit on um, why it took so much out of you? Because it was just like the allies and Mm -hmm. just, it was fake. It was a facade. And I, for like maybe like a slither of, I had a slither of hope in like July. I'm like, look at all these Look at the whites and everyone just coming together and they're all rallying against mm-hmm. just for this one cause. Then you see like the how disingenuous and inauthentic it was when you mm-hmm. see big corporations, hey, black lives make fifteen percent off niggers. Right. The month of July. Right. That stuff wasn't real. So that's what it just made me just take a step back and I'm like none of this is real. Right. And, so, and it's already faded. It's alright. Yes. Come have, on. Like they've always had. Yeah. They, and this is not going to tear down the black man because this is actually the black future movement that we're on. Shout out to Kanye. We're going to get into that in a second. But yeah. we have to we have to talk about where why we were why we feel certain ways. Like, yeah, the, the corporations aren't behind us. Yeah. They're behind the moments. Mm-hmm. And the moments make money. Come on now. You got to track the money. If you don't track the money, you're not really trying to figure out yeah. what's really going on. But anyway, we're going we gonna to digress. Yeah, right. <laughs> we're going di- to digress. Um, okay, so you're uh, a semester, about a semester away from graduating. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you were the perfect person um, to be on this uh, segment with me. Mm-hmm. Um, because like what you just said, you, you have... You understand that there's more going on, but you also understand you have to play the system. Right. I mean, we've all had to play the system at one point in time. If yeah. we want to, if we want to elevate, why do you feel like as black creatives, and I think this is great to talk about on Black History Month, as black creatives, we have to trick the system. We have to trick everybody, <laughs> and then after we get a thousand, a hundred thousand, a million followers, then they want to take it seriously. Why do you feel like that's a why that Do is. You see what's happened with Tulsa, Oklahoma, and any type of thriving, anything that really is like black progression. Mm-hmm. As, as a black man, you have to talk about killing other niggas. If you're not talking about that, your shit's not gonna get played. Right. As a black woman, you gotta, you gotta show skin. You gotta be out here acting wild because that's gonna reel in the. As long as we can be ignorant, that's what they're gonna fuck. Any type of progression. That's why they scared of that. Is it too early to start talking about one of my most influential people? That's why Dave Chappelle is the hardest nigga out here. He's my favorite because he was able to be cool with Kanye, too. It's like they maintain their coolness by whilst bringing up serious, serious, heavy-hitting issues. So you got to trick the system. Aaron Magruder... Also one of the greats, he, when he was making his comics for uh, the Boondocks in the beginning, it was white people didn't know how to respond to it. They thought it was just this radical black animator, but they're like, I don't know how to pinpoint it because he's making jokes about black people, real shit. Yeah. But like, how do we even put them in a box? And then once, once the Boondocks got a little too, you know, progressive, mm-hmm. that's when they were just like, all right, 
these niggas are having too much fun. Cut it, cut it, cut it. That's so, quick, <laughs> like, quick. Like, so that's like, that's why. It's like you have to trick the system because if you come out on some progressive type stuff, and then we do it to each other, I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Like, shit, my dad probably was around in that era when the Cosby show first came out. I don't know how appealing that was to black people because when we got, I mean, this True is, that. we're talking about the same era that had like, you know, Rich Porter and all mm-hmm. them, like, you know, niggas just slang and rocks and stuff. Don't nobody want to hear see no dude with sweaters on TV talking, talking about, about higher clicking. education. Right. Yeah. Like, no, but most, we do it to each other. Like, a lot of times we don't really want to hear the, oh, hippity hop, yeah, if you just get your education and mm-hmm. get a good job. Nobody wants to hear that shit, especially with the shit that our people Not youth. Absolutely. Yeah, so it's like, it, it, it reached a certain market. But until we start thinking, that's why we have to trick each other. Like, mm-hmm. boondocks, again, heavy, heavy situations. Yeah. But it appealed to the masses of black people. It appealed to black people who were, like, on their shit. It appealed to black people who in and out of jail. Mm-hmm. It appealed to everybody because that that's what making cool content is about. And that's what I started kind of getting boxed in because... Man, I was trying to look the part, too. I was wearing afros. I mean, people would tear me down on YouTube and stuff. They'd be like, who is she with this 30-inch hair? Like, who is she? She's wearing wigs and stuff. How is she going to be talking mm-hmm. about black empowerment? And I'm like, wow. Okay, apparently, I don't know anything about the blacks. I, I don't. Yeah. Right, right, right. Which <laughs> so, is completely false. Yeah, but... so a lot of times we pay attention to image. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to cut you off, but we pay attention to image and how things come off. So back to like the Cosby thing, a lot of people was probably like, this shit is corny because. Yes, initially, right? absolutely. But then it becomes, it stands the test of time. Yeah, for, for sure. Why though? I believe it's because it was built on foundation. Yeah. Um, it was It was built on the foundation of this is what we're trying to get across to our people whether we're gonna whether they're gonna get it now or 20 years from now we're gonna stick with this and i believe that was uh executed successfully and that's why they still run them to this day because it is and it was one of the only representations of a black family yeah um at the time when uh you really only seen one-parent households, or you only were around one-parent households, or that's what they wanted to depict, that every black man in America was running from their kids. You know, I think that was a moment in time, and I think it got bigger over time, because like with anything, we we tend to push the good down initially, and then when when we realize, oh, this was good, now we want to celebrate it yeah. 20 years from now and tell all our kids, oh, this is what you should be looking at. This is what you should be looking at. But I wasn't looking at this. Right. And then it becomes this conflict of you're telling me something that you didn't do. Yeah. I mean, like, why, why was would Baby I listen Boy, to you? Why was Baby Boy played, like, religiously? Religiously. Every fu- like, every... F- on BET. Yeah. It's like Aaron McGruder had his graphs about BET. It was like the funniest episode where it was like them sitting at the, uh, it was like a board meeting mm-hmm. and it was just talking about like, this episode actually got pulled off air. Did it really? It was so real. Okay. I encourage wow. anybody like to fuck with this episode because basically he was talking about, you know, just evil, like, it's not ignorant enough. Mm-hmm. Pull it. Anything about progression with black people it's is like cool. pull it, yeah, because we can't have too much of that. No, we can't. It's uh so okay. So this is Black History Month, okay, twenty twenty two. Um, 
February 2022, but it's Black History Month every month. Uh, yeah, for sure. This is, and I want to get the name right, uh, this is We Are the Black Future with Podcast Bay and King Teeth. Thank you so much for being here. I know we just kind of ran into it, but this is what we do. I mean, we run into it. Why not? Um, because I think that's the most organic. You can get it if you just have yeah. that real conversational uh, piece, even though we want to have, you know, a little bit of structure, but not too much. So with that being said, you spoke on your two. You didn't speak yeah. on them, but you, you said their names. Uh, we're going to give y'all um, cultural... Uh, black innovators and we both have five yeah. uh so who are your five ah all right so there's Dave Chappelle there's Issa Rae Ooh. Aaron Magruder Ooh. there's a uh, Snoop Dogg Ooh. that's a cold ass and uh let me see oh we got our girl Sierra Boyd local Cleveland yeah. artist I can't I can't pop my shit without talking about her factual so with that <laughs> being said um, those are gonna be our now this is the entertainment edition yeah. so I've been trying to convince her to do this a little bit every month um, so we can get different topics of uh, black innovators that are pushing their industry forward because that's important not just in February but in March April May you know every yeah. or every Every month, so. it's, it's, it's very important to highlight, you know, at least a couple that we know are moving because, uh, like I spoke to you about, I think, a couple days ago, um, we, we rarely get praised while we're in the midst, right? We rarely get any praise while we're actually making history because most of the time people don't even know. Yeah. People don't know that you're actually creating history. So then it's 20 years plus. If they make it that far, especially as black people, if we make it that far, then we get our celebrations. Then we get our books. Then yeah. we get our flowers. But I think this is so important as two of us who are trying to come up in the media space to, mm -hmm. to acknowledge the fact that we have people we've been looking up to for the last five, ten years that are still doing it at a high level and are making moves that are changing yeah. the landscape. For sure. Because, you know, it just is not... Every year is different. Something new is is just... It's amazing, right? Yeah. So, um, four of my five right now are Charlamagne the God. Shout out Charlamagne the God, yeah, of course. Um, Kevin Hart. If anybody knows me, knows I, you know, everything Kevin Hart do, I'm going to check it out. I don't care what people say. I'm going to check it out. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, uh, Zendaya. God is shot. God is God is shout out Zendaya because her. of how seamlessly she moves yeah, through and creates her own world. We're going to get into that. Um, and then Nick Cannon is my fourth. And I'm going to hold on to my five, my fifth one, just for a little later. Okay. But uh, Nick Cannon is my fourth because, you know, that's Nick Cannon. Even though he cannot make music, and I don't know why he just dropped that song. <laughs> but he just dropped something? He did. Oh no. Oh gosh. But um it's not about that. It's the it's the it's the fact that he has been able to fight um not only the good fight but fight for our people and continue to grow as a host as a um as a, everything I would want to be a, a actor, host, um producer, executive, you know what, yeah. what a businessman, um an intellectual, uh somebody who can speak well and um, be spoken well about. Yeah. So that's so all of the all, all of my people have different things that 
inspired me of why mm-hmm. I follow their careers. But um, yeah. So that's gonna be kind of what we're gonna talk about. We're gonna try to keep it as short as possible, but look, we long winded, so hey, I don't know what's gonna go on. <laughs> but uh happy twenty uh twenty twenty two because yeah. this this two thousands went really fast. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Um and it's already two years into the twenties. So mm-hmm. Like it, love it, live it. <laughs> it is scary. Like, the concept of time is just, I'm about to get so metaphysical. No, but the concept of time is crazy, though. Because I don't know what happened with the past two years. I just woke up and it was 2022. That's it. I'm yeah. like, I don't remember, like... The metaverse is here now. <laughs> um, uh... Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot it's going crazy. on. Down to two's about to drop. It's a lot. It's a lot going on. And so, can't nobody be on my mama album. This is my mama album. Is it? That's what he said. You right. saw that's, that's dope. That's a fact. He's like, ain't no features. It's just my mama album. I, I respect it. So he's putting no features on the second one. I don't know. That's mere speculation. I'm just. I'm not too. Is he with? He with everybody. Nah. Yeah. He with it. But this is this this uh the concept of this. Uh, segment came from Kanye, so I can't knock him because oh, Kanye is a goodie. I might have to put him in one of mine. I might, I might have to, I might have to say something uh, about Kanye. But you know that Black Future Month when he, when, when people was like, it's Black History, Black, Black History, Month? and he was like, no, it's Black Future Month. I that that shit hit home. That shit hit home. <laughs> that shit hit home to me so hard because. We always try to look at our past, and we get down, we get depressed, we get this and that, and we never look at the future of what we have going on and the emotions we have with black people. We only celebrate it when others are trying to celebrate it. Then we want to jump on a bandwagon and stuff like that. But Black Future Month is exactly what it is. We should be celebrating the black people of the future. You know what I'm saying? So that's what this is about. Okay. So who is your first one? Who do you want to talk about Uh, first? All right. Dave Chappelle. All right. We're going to probably, like, group Dave Chappelle and Aaron McGruder in the same category. Okay, that's cool. Just because... I was formerly into politics. I was the one who stand out there like, hey, man, come on, man, please just register to vote, please, come on. And I didn't know, I was fighting for a cause that I didn't know what I was exactly fighting for. Mm-hmm. I would ask some of the uh, political, you probably even worked with some of these people, too. We were a bipartisan organization. I ain't even going to say the name. But I, I would ask some of these political figures. I'm like, well, so just out of curiosity, what is the real reason for voting? What exactly does this do? Never could get a straight answer. Never could get, like, a, a or an answer that made sense to me. Mm-hmm. You just vote because your ancestors, they fought for this reason to vote. Bro! That's Let me debunk that for, like, a, like, five seconds. So you mean to tell me they, they blood, sweat, and tears. The people who built this country, my ancestors, right? Mm-hmm. They, they blood, sweat, and tears to build a country, uh, to, to vote, to fight for the right to vote. For a system that still even fuck with it, I mean, it's just like, yeah, come on, yeah. I mean, I don't know how progressive it was because I did my citizens' right to get Biden in office. I did that, right? Mm-hmm. What has Biden done for black people? No, no, no. So what? What was Dave Chappelle talking about, like in 04? Mm-hmm. The fuck, Bush? Did? Kanye said. Bush don't like black. These people don't care about the progression for black people. Right. You know, and, I, and I'm not too good. I'm just saying. Like, no, the Asian get hate fuck bill, em. Fuck em. The Asian hate bill, they signed that with impunity. Five seconds down. All the shit that black people done went through. Come on now. This is why I brought it. I'm telling you. The anti-hate bill. Come on not, now. Can can get anything? Huh? Mm. So when I would ask these questions, again, these very 
you know, conflict like these answers is just like in circles. I couldn't get a, a straight answer. I was just like, you know what, this this sucks, mm-hmm. and I'm not putting in my time for it. But I still wanted, like, I didn't want to be a total bimbo, although I did in, enter my bimbo era after that. Mm-hmm. You know, I just wanted to be cute and go out in my fashion over dresses and just <laughs> be pretty on Instagram. But it was like, you know, being a bimbo wasn't it either. So uh, being my outlet with Dave Chappelle and Aaron Magruder is... They're political satirists. They satire. They make fun of politics. And that's kind of where, where my angle is at. That is actually what I want to do with my life. I love Make it. fun and poke fun at these people because everything's absurd anyways. Mm-hmm. Whether you're red or blue. I mean, the symbolism behind politics is ridiculous. Some people just don't even like the color red because... Right. Some people don't like the color blue because it's like, oh, liberal, uh, gay, oh, oh, blacks, oh, God, fuck their rights, ah. Right. So it's like... Yeah, so when it comes to political satire, they are arguably some of the best, I mean, the best to ever do it. Um, And Aaron Magruder did a great job of just breaking down the five different types of people and personalities that derive from post-slavery. We got the Uncle Ruckus, the ones who's just like, oh, you. (laughs) Now, what's his name again? Uh, Aaron Magruder. And he is the the creator of Boondocks. Of Boondocks. Yeah. Okay, so, all right, go ahead, break them down. Yeah, so, I mean... I might not hit them all, but there's the, it's like the black people who, I, would, I call this the conventional black person. The black person who thinks they're doing the right thing. They take the collegiate route, they move to a white neighborhood, mm-hmm. they put their kids in the best schools, and they try to be so far removed from, like, the black community mm-hmm. that they can't even relate anymore. You got that guy, we got the Uncle Ruckus, who's just like, they don't want anything to do with black people. Like, even physically, they just don't want to be associated with a black person. Mm-hmm. Then we got the ignorant ones who kind of just uh, close-minded. They, they, they just follow suit. And then we got the Huey Freemans, i.e. me, who's, like, <laughs> radical. You yeah. Know? But it's like there's not a place for uh, being radical. I mean, I mean, <laughs> fuck yeah, there's a place to be radical for sure. But at least in my life, I'm trying to be sneaky with mine mm-hmm. because... And I ain't trying to get shot down. You know, rest in peace. Dude, what's the dude's name? Uh, he was, like, the hardest person ever. He was 21 years old. Fred Hampton. Yes. Like, Fred Hampton. Like, yes. to be radical, they, they, they kill you. So Absolutely. I'm like, I'm I'm, I'm going to be sneaky just like them. If the big corporations can be sneaky and mm-hmm. hate niggers this whole entire time, you think, mm-hmm. like, I can hate y'all the whole time and be sneaky. Right. This is an ambush. So... Yeah, political satire is the way to go. Um, Dave Chappelle has kept maintained his longevity. He can say whatever on stage and still, like, win the rights of, like, just win the love of everybody. He has Mm -hmm. four upcoming, like, specials or something Mm -hmm. on Netflix. They can't stop this dude. They got four more? He got, like, four, or he got, he's hosting something. He got, like, four more pieces of content that's going to be, you know broadcasting on Netflix because this dude is that's just so crazy. dope. Yeah. So that's like why he's just like those two are just my political satirist. I need them in my life. They're dope. They made me who I am. I love it. I was I raised off When did docks. you know? When did you know? When did I know? Um, with those two. When I knew when I was a kid. Same with Family Guy. Family Guy is not a black show but it was like anything that can make kids be like 
laugh. Mm-hmm. And they don't even know why they're laughing. Mm-hmm. And it was just like they laugh at stereotypes. They laugh at, like, some of the Family Guy stereotypes is like, ah, it's Sting, but it's like, ah, it's kind of true. Yeah. So it's like, that's why it hurts. So, like, that's why satire is such a beautiful form of communication to me. That's, like, the most beautiful way to deliver anything because it's like, it's kind of true. It's, it's kind of true. You poke fun at it. Yeah. <laughs> and you can get a laugh out of it. That's yeah, a fact. But you're yeah. going to still hit a yeah. lot of people. Mm-hmm. I agree. That was Those two are great. Those are um, great innovators in the black space and and that have transitioned to the global. Yeah. And that's what I love about our list is that they're in their prime where they have the voices to speak to the masses right now. That's, the, that's what it is. It's about speaking to the masses because I can make content all day about what happened with uh, all these African, like, you know, historical figures and stuff. Mm-hmm. But you can only find that stuff if you're looking for it. Mm-hmm. But if you reel somebody in with other things, mm-hmm. that's how you get them to listen to you. So that's why they, they did it in the most artful, awesome way. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think that goes with my first guy, uh, Charlemagne the God. I think he does that just as well as anybody. And I think what intrigued me initially was I seen I came around when Charlemagne I came around, I came around book Charlemagne okay. so when he started writing his books he started mm-hmm. doing mental health he started getting his life together that's when I started really understanding media and uh, and and watching it like on a on a clockwork basis. So a lot of the stuff they would bring back up about him, whether it was, you know, just his antics when right. he was younger, um, it it always showed me growth as a person. And that's what I look for because you can't be the same. If you're the same person that you were at 10, 10 years ago when you started this, I don't know how. Right. I was two months in and I was a completely different person. <laughs> so it was it was like, okay, he actually took the time to grow as a person. Not only grow, but expand, take risk, and um, do it on his terms. Because fact. they've tried to cancel him. Multiple, I mean, I think every person we've talked, we're going to talk about today <laughs> has been canceled. Cancel. They tried to cancel at one point. But that's what you have to be able to do. You have to be able to um, spark the the minds, even if it is on a um, on the fence. Yeah. You know, they might not agree with me, but this is where I stand. I have a voice, and I'm going to use it. And I think around the time he 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 uh, he wrote his first book, um, and I can't remember the name, but y'all should definitely check it out. Um, I think Black Privilege. I think Black Privilege. I read that one. Yes, and it was a New York New York Times bestseller. Man, um, and we're not talking about accolades, accolades, because we could be talking about accolades with these people all day. But it's the impact that the accolades For come sure. from. You know what I'm saying? Like what really, <laughs> what they really mean after Dude, you get these awards. Man, reading Black Privilege, I think it was that book because I I read Black Privilege and the book about anxiety, my mind's That was like, the second book, yep. Yep. I read both and it was just like it's deep how you can like because I really Charlemagne the guy was definitely winning. He's still like top ten for me. Like his mm-hmm. dude's dope. And it's it was a lot like, of new people though. Bro, like it's he's so raw. 
But it's just like some of the things that we need creators because some of the things that people can relate to is just like the smallest things. Like, my dad's not huge on football, but Charlamagne would talk about how his dad was like into the Cowboys and mm-hmm. stuff. And so I speak to my customers because I work at a telecommunications company. Got you. But it's like, <laughs> so I like, I, I have to like bond with my customers on Sundays about uh, sports and stuff. And I'd be like, oh, what do old black men like? The Cowboys. And then I was just like, and then like, ah! Because he, what he was talking about, and that's like one small little microscopic like part of his book. Mm-hmm. There's like so much I learned. So it was like, it, it was just the relatability. He's one hell of an author because mm-hmm. I swear to God, like, when he talk about being at Monk's Corner and stuff, he right. just, like, really just... He brought you to Monk's in. Corner. Right. And that's how I felt, because I'm from a small town. I don't <laughs> know if people understand. I'm, I love Cleveland. I've been over here. I've been in Cleveland 13-plus years, but I was born and raised in Ravenna, Ohio, Ravenna, Ohio which is a small town, and I can relate really? to, to the, uh, the, the roads that's just nothing and it's just green and pastures and it's just (laughs) you just keep walking and so i can relate to a lot of his story and um i think the deals he has been able to make so not only has he been on a syndicated radio station for over 10 years now he has been able to leverage that to create a podcasting network Mm -hmm. that hosts some of the biggest podcasts in the world right now, which is called The Black Effect, which has EYL, which mm-hmm. is Earn Your Leisure, it has 85 South Show, and this is just strictly... 85 aud- South Show? Yes. Ah! And this is stri- strictly audio. He understood his lane and he attacked it. And he was able to partner with some of the biggest brands, iHeart, um, oh, yeah. iHeart Radio, Audible, and leverage everything he's been able to do on the radio into million dollar deals that's literally my goal (laughs) in life to be able to leverage whatever i'm great at into not just monetary but influence and be able to make things happen and make things make moves that uh, frankly a normal person couldn't make because i put the time in and the effort into being good at this want at this talent and I was able to leverage that so that's what I love about him is he understands that okay I'm I'm good at radio that's what I do I'm I've been considered one of the best whatever what else can I leverage this thing with See, and that's dope and that's what Charlemagne the God like with you know he had been called out for like misogyny and but to be fair, and I know the feminists are going to tear my head off, but it is a product of the times. Like, right. I mean, we are talking about the era when, like, I feel like shit didn't even get real until Rick Ross was like, put Molly in her champagne, she ain't even know it. But until then, that it was literally, it was literally, that was the culture. And um, I feel like people... People be capped sometimes. Yeah. That's why with the canceling people, what cancel culture all ultimately boils down to is I'm, I'm not like it's almost like trying to dehumanize the person who's speaking. Yep. You pull up these uh, these old ugly tweets that someone said. I mean, our thoughts. Not everyone are gonna hit. Like I don't know how many. I forgot the number, but how many thoughts we have throughout the day. But not all of them are gonna be. Perfect for media. Perfect. Right. Like that's and not, if you, especially if you're on something every single day that's live, you're gonna day, mess you're up. Not gonna you're gonna hit. mess up. And that's actually what deterred me from everyone to do something like breakfast. Really? Class. Yeah, because I'm like, dude. I mean, I had a moment. I had a 
cringy phase back in like March 2021 where I thought <laughs> Kevin Samuels was right. I had a fucked up. I like when you think, yeah, yeah, I yeah, me, I did. Wow. You know? But wow. what I and I was just talking to my friend. She's a feminist, uh-huh. former feminist. And what I feel like you have to do to even um, relate, if you're a true researcher, you almost have to veer off and wander all the way to the realms of the thing you hate, mm-hmm. learn about it, and then get out of there. Yeah. And that's what I did with politics. That's what my friend did with feminism. She was like a radical feminist. And then she's like, wait a minute. This doesn't really coincide with what black women are trying to do. She's like mm-hmm. completely backed off from it. So it's like with the Kevin Samuels cringy moment I had, I was like, because I was, I was, I had a begging question. I'm like, why, why is it like black women have this and that going on? Then I realized Kevin Samuels is a crack of shit, but I I had to (laughs) learn. I had to learn and see like what that stuff was. So I can't imagine being Charlamagne or DJ Envy or um, Angela Yee, who's like every day, Mm -hmm. your thoughts being put out in the media. And God forbid if they change, that is there forever and these people can pull up these receipts. But the thing that Charlamagne has, Dave Chappelle has, Kanye has, a lot of people have is they don't care. Right, you can't. You can't care you can't. what these people Especially think. Especially if you're a median. Somebody on a subway in can't New York, they just like, they're on a train talking about this person's canceled. There is someone literally masturbating next to you, bro. Right. You have more things to worry about while you're on the subway train, but you're about to cancel like a celebrity right now? Hey, look up. Like, you're about to get robbed. You're actually. about to get robbed. So look up first. They're trying to sell you some AirPods and put a bracelet on your wrist, and you're working, and you're like, Late for school, but you about to cancel but some you about celebrity. To try to cancel a celebrity. Like you have bigger things to worry about. You got rent to pay. That's a fact. Daddy, Daddy ain't even calling you right now. Wow. Okay. So that's what it's like. I, I I'm trying to adopt that like not caring type of like way, which. But you don't want to be emotionless care. either. Yeah, don't want to be emotionless. And that's Definitely. hard. That's a hard balance. That's a hard balance. You see, and that's what it's a realm of people that should be canceled. And that's where we talk about the whites. Um, okay. You know, there's like, like we're, save that energy for like Harvey Weinstein or people mm-hmm. who's actually causing harm. Mm-hmm. The people who say things, I feel like there should be more leverage because freedom of speech. Right. I thought our great founding fathers already created that construct of like freedom of speech. Um, of course, you can't say anything hurtful, like absolutely hurtful, but... You know, I feel like there's multiple truths to in all things, and Absolutely. that's why, like with Charlemagne, he's a pretty controversial character. But you can't knock his growth. Absolutely. And he's growing. Absolutely. Like he doesn't promote that. I would hate it if he was still promoting what he was promoting back ten years ago. It wouldn't make sense today. It wouldn't yeah. make sense. And um, since you did your second one, I just transitioned it into my second one, which is Kevin Hart. Um, and it works perfectly because they actually have a partnership with Audible together, uh, Charlamagne God and Kevin Hart. And I've been following both of them separately, but for them to come together on a business deal um, just speaks to what I've already been thinking. Mm-hmm. And it's that great minds think alike and like-minded people have to stay around each other. Sure. Uh, whether it's the deal's going to work this year or five years from now, let's still, let's still keep the rapport. And that's what I try to do with everybody I meet right now is let's start the rapport. Like, yeah, we don't have the million-dollar deal on the table yet, but that's not saying we're... Do you have the same mind as me? Okay, then it's going to be there soon. You know what I'm saying? So let's work towards this. Let's work towards it together. Let's embrace each other. Let's uh, figure it out. And then when the time comes, we'll be able to boom, knock it out the park, and have great business savvy because we've already been... 
had this rapport and it's built over years and time and we've had good business transactions and things of that nature. So that is one of one of the reasons why. But also, I read Kevin Hart's book as well. Um, uh, Laugh at... I don't remember. But anyway, he had the puppies on there. At the, okay. He had the puppies on there. Um, but it was the story of his life and it basically broke down how much he had to hustle to make it. And it goes to... It relates, again, back to my story of I had to fight for everything I've ever gotten, everything I've ever wanted to do. Nobody was like, yeah, yeah, you could definitely do that. Or, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give you this opportunity and that opportunity and that opportunity. And even if you fuck up, I'll give you another one. It was like, no, if you fuck up, you're out of here and I'm never going to see you again because I didn't want you to do this in the first place. That was That was the attitude I was receiving my whole life until I would prove them wrong, prove them wrong, prove them wrong. Now they're my best friend. And I think Kevin Hart mastered that. And I think that's why he's a little bit of an asshole. But you got to understand, it's like when you fight, 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 and when you work so hard and people want to come to you at the end of it and be like, oh, pat you on the back. I don't want those. I don't want those pats on the back. I don't want none of that. I want to continue to have these opportunities. And if you're not, if I'm not able to create these opportunities with you anymore, let's move forward. Let's move on. Thanks. Have a good day. And I think that's what Kevin Hart does very well. It's, it's never bad blood. It's business. And I'm going to grow. So if you're not going to grow with me, I understand, but I can't stay here. Yeah. And that's what he's, ever since he got on, that's what he's been on, is I'm growing. Are you coming? Yeah. Are you going to, because I'm a double back and we can do it. He's doing the Real House Husbands of Hollywood all over again after seven years. And he's <laughs> ten times bigger than he was when he first did it. So now he has a better deal on the table. Mm-hmm. He has the same cast, but that's because that cast that did it first believed in him the first time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can't have, you can't think, okay, I'm not the guy, I'm not the guy, I'm not the guy. And when you get around the guy, you act funny. And then 10 years down the line, you think he's going to double back and give you another opportunity. Like, he was the guy back then. He's still the guy now. And he's still giving you opportunities, just like Nick Cannon, just like Charlamagne Guys, just like any, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) And I think that's really what it's about, building the relationships and letting the relationship develop itself into something bigger than we thought possible. Monetarily, you know, of course, but impact. I always look at the impact. What, how did this impact the generation that's coming next? And I think all their moves shows that, they are ready to impact generation after generation after generation. I'll never forget the interview they did at, at the interview Kevin Hart did at the Breakfast Club. And this is how I'll finish out Kevin Hart. He said, and this is before he was, he had the Heartbeat Productions, but he was already speaking on it. Yeah. He was already speaking on it. And he was already, and he said, uh, I, I met, I met Jay-Z and I was like, I didn't care about the albums or what I want to be in the room when you're talking about the hundred million dollars. I want to be in the room when you're talking about the structuring your business. I want to learn how to structure my business like you have. I want to learn these things because that's going to show, give me wealth and longevity in this game. I don't care about kicking it with you right now. I want to learn from you, and then we can kick it. And then if you go back to his interview last year, he 
was joking about hopping on Jay-Z's plane to go to the Super Bowl or to the mm-hmm. or to one of the big games and he finessed them or whatever and and he's joking with them now but that's because he's on that level now. Right. When he first met him, he was hungry. Yeah. People want to come in all the time and be buddy buddy and kicking it and yeah, I'm kicking it with him, I'm kicking it with him and you leave, you've been with him for 3 years and ain't learned shit. Mm-hmm. Now you now you asked out mad at him. He didn't elevate it yeah. for three years and he on a whole nother level and you back at square one and you like, fuck him, fuck that. Yeah. Da, 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 da. But it's like, that's your fault. And that's the thing about networking. Like, it's a misconception with like, you know, you want to rub elbows with these these prominent figures. Mm-hmm. They doing this, they doing that. But if you're not willing to put into and put in some work, like those people, they can identify and get you out of there real quick. quick. They gonna see. They gonna see like you're just trying to take advantage, mm-hmm. or you know, like just you're just here for a clout or whatever mm-hmm. is the reason. Meek Mill had a similar situation. A lot of people, I can imagine. That's why. I feel like I'm going to be successful only because I can empathize with people who got millions of dollars more than me because I realize life is more than monetary. It's about relate. Shit, you have a million dollars, you ain't got no real friends around you. Right. All vultures just sitting at this table. Your birthday coming up, and it's all like, right? So it's like, I have empathy because, like, shit, at least I ain't got nothing. Anybody who genuinely liked me or taking a chance on me. Mm Mm-hmm. It knows, like, oh, maybe she has something to genuinely offer. Right. Instead of, well, maybe I get to go to that party and I can see Travis Scott there. And I can brush, yeah, right, brush his shoulders. Yeah, 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 like, what? So, and forget the whole night. <laughs> right. Because you're so drunk. That's what's about Didn't even tell him your name. Literally. So that's what networking is all about. It's about building genuine relationships as opposed to just trying to get on. Mm-hmm. You're trying to get on, fizzles out quickly, you'll be out of here in a week. And that's the problem a lot of black entrepreneurs have. Put me on. Did you let me get on? You got work, me... bro. You got work. What are you bringing to the table? Mm-hmm. What are you offering? I was, um... And we'll go on to our next one, because I go deep. There you go. No, I'm good. I'm good. I think, we're, I think we got a good pace. Snoop Dogg? Uh, Snoop, Snoop Dogg. Dog. The legend. <laughs> like, Snoop Dogg's my favorite rapper's favorite rapper. You know, because I I love Snoop Dogg because uh, what he promotes. My dad actually hates Snoop Dogg. Really? No, he doesn't hate. No, (laughs) (laughs) don't you put that smart on (laughs) me. No, but my dad. Don't you do that? Like most like conservative people, they wouldn't want your kids listening to a dude who talks about smoking weed all day. Right. So it's like, um, he flipped it though. He didn't flip. Bro, does German commercials? He's broadcast like he launched himself into movie markets. Come on now. Uh, he got his own cannabis type stuff going. Yeah. Oh, like absolutely. Every, there's like so much stuff, so much stuff he didn't market it and capitalize off of. And he put people on. He put Wiz like so. Wiz is like mm-hmm. up next. So it's like Wiz. Um, Longevity for sure. And you they did Mac and Devin goes to high school like that. I'm waiting on two. Like, come I'm waiting on, on two. I, I already had plans for my graduation like thread. I'm gonna put that Mac and Devin graduation like. Uh, okay. And I'm like yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but like Snoop Dogg is awesome. Uh, most parents don't take a liking to him, but he was like. I just appreciate when you can branch into other markets because yeah. if you want to be a brand, if you want to grow, you have to do multiple things. And you can take that and apply that to anybody you know who's successful. Jay-Z, 
people listen to his music never probably worn rock like never worn a rock aware right all the stuff he didn't create right. or people wore his clothes but they never listened to his music same with rihanna savage fancy and her makeup is there and people never listen to her makeup right. they never, like so i mean never listen to her music but they wear makeup mm-hmm. same with kanye i never had a pair of yeezys but i do think the graduation album is the dopest and Facts. i would like to get some yeezys and listen to his music so it's just to say that doesn't matter like how you came into the game as long as you're just making yourself relevant you mm-hmm. stay and it's not even about relevance so much it's just about like how much can you capitalize and utilize your platform much like Charlemagne, you know he's not just oh yeah breakfast club and that's it right back it up right you're trying to maximize the potential of like anything that you're doing so that is actually essentially what the secret to success is i mean you just look around i mean i'm not all the way there yet but it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see what brings on success and it's about launching diversifying your market not just staying in one niche literally that's who that's the influencers we're talking about. Everyone Every one of them have jumped into different lanes and been able to be successful because they understood, okay, I'm good at this. How do I leverage it? Literally. And I'm, and I, I obviously probably have other skills that I might need to get better at, might need to do this, that, and the third, but I know I have this core, mm-hmm. so let me take these risks. Let me take these chances. And I think that in, in 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 general, if we don't, if you don't do that, you won't be successful, or as successful as you could have been. Yeah. You know, so I think that's I think that's very very a very <laughs> great point. I think that's a great <laughs> point. Um, so my third one is Zendaya. Shout out to the queen. I'm glad. Um, we have to speak on the fact that she is literally changing the landscape of how you can be a part of different worlds and create your own world mm-hmm. and own it and and basically take control of your career. Um, there's a few other young young queens out there that's doing the same thing, but um, I love what Zendaya can do because she can be in Spider-Man one week and do all the press for that and then come right back with her What's her what's her name? She's literally a crackhead. Rue Yeah, crackhead. that yes. Running through the streets. Exactly, but the creativeness in that. Man. And she and I believe she's the one of the executive producers on that show. Um so to be in that bag as well. I mean at such a young age, it's crazy to me how she's been able to not only do that, but then get into modeling, get into fashion, get yeah. into... Her bag is so long because it's so many bags. Reminds me of Rihanna, too. It does. A like very... A fashion dominate. She doesn't even have music, dream. though, yet. She hasn't made music. That's what I'm saying. People... There's, like, new kids who were probably born within the past five years who's like, ah, Fenty Beauty. Never even heard a song by exactly. Rihanna. Exactly. like... You just put yourself on so much. You put yourself in those different realms, and that's what Zendaya's doing. Yeah. And they're killing it. And killing it. Killing it. Doing major deals. Doing major deals. I love it. (laughs) Um, So I think her tenacity to be able to uh, say that she wants to have control of her career is something that... I mean, to be able to do a one-off with Denzel Washington's son yeah. and write and direct that. Oh, that was a crazy... That 
That movie? That's crazy Oh, me. my God. Yeah, that was, like, I knew... I'm not really big on, like, theater and everything. Me neither. I'm like, there's something theatrical. About that. My little mind can't even wrap around exactly. this artistry right here. And how <laughs> hard it is to do that because how many lines they both have. That's a monologuing yeah, type of... Yeah, that's a monologue. Yeah. That was like that this... They're literally <laughs> talking the whole movie for an hour. So dope. And that is... <laughs> That's a skill in itself. Okay. But, um, okay, so we're on to our fourth ones. We're almost out of here, people. But we just want to, we want to, um, we just want to show that, uh, black people are moving out here. And, and this is the entertainment space right now. But black people are moving in all avenues, all aspects, all industries, and are paving the way for the next generation to be successful. And I think it's important for us to put this out there because we're not, some people that are trying to or are on already or big or whatever but we're also not somebody who's just not doing anything so we're in that realm of where we can still have a lot of inspiration come from these people but also we are creating our own lanes and waves and things of that nature and trying to you know finesse the game into our own worlds you know I love it because I think um you know Digital digital uh, real estate is something that uh, is so key right now, and I think that's where we are. So digital real estate basically to me is like YouTube, like mm-hmm. that's digital real estate. So all of those, all of that content you own, um, yes, you're distributing through a third party, but you can reuse it in yeah. different social medias. You can, you'll always be able to have it though. And I love that. That's a smooth transition into my next person. Okay, Lisa so who's your next Ray. person? That, there so we go. Talk about digital real estate. She created Awkward Black Girl about 10 or 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. It was a web series that had trouble getting picked up. So the reason why Issa Rae is like my absolute favorite because she's a black woman and she's just not your average black woman who gets on in, in this entertainment industry. She has short kinky mm-hmm. hair it's like ah, uh, like how most people would be like that she she started that she 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 owned that she's taller like just her physique and she didn't care like and she's beautiful she's showing like a different side of like she just basically broke the beauty standard yeah is what i'm saying because it's like wow she's rocking her short fro she's like making it cool and she's just showing like all the awkward situations a black girl may endure throughout the day and uh, she transferred that into uh the hbo like hbo Mm -hmm. series of insecure and it just again 30 minute episodes which everyone begged the entire time for her to you know really yeah everyone always on twitter was like oh man can you make it longer make the episodes longer but like we look forward to insecure days just like we look forward to euphoria sundays now mm-hmm. um people don't go to church anymore uh, <laughs> we just have euphoria sunday and sunday football right. but uh yeah definitely like insecure it, it it just showed the many different sides and avenues of of black people and black creativity because you think about it showed the. It was just so realistic and authentic because, of course, maybe the, what was off-putting about the Cosby Show is it was 
hippity hoppity hey black well everybody's not into you know being collegiate and everything mm-hmm. insecure showed molly the lawyer who's her best friend Issa, who had trouble with her career mobility and mm-hmm. upwards you know her progression her bum-ass boyfriend who couldn't find a job. It just shows so many realms of black people in the black experience because that's what it's all about. Yeah. Sometimes shows miss the marker when they try to make it too black and progressive. Right. It drops off and it starts to... Dude, somebody, like, you know, people in the hood, sometimes they, all they got is, like, noodles. They don't even know what the fuck they're going to eat today. They don't want to see, like, all that shit. But if right. you can see the realistic aspects and then the, you know, the good stuff, too, it's just something for everybody. Mm-hmm. Issa Rae just did an amazing job at uh, capturing the real black experience. Atlanta, too. Got a shout-out to Donald Glover. Because they're, that like, was- they're just capturing, like... Also on HBO, it's like they're capturing the black experience in an authentic way, not the, you know, I mean, I get it. I get it's good to try to promote, like, black excellence by all means, but sometimes people kind of view those shows as corny, and, you know, we can't just say those people are wrong for thinking it's corny or they're ignorant or stupid, but people are looking for relatability on TV at the end of the day. They yeah. want to identify with that person. So when Issa Rae was rocking her short hair and stuff, and, I, and I'm like, shit, I kinky short hair, I, I watch it. Right. <laughs> so like, I watch it. Facts. So whatever the reason may bring you there, and then you come to see, like, she builds up on the show, and mm-hmm. it's just like, it makes And it's you... very well written. Exactly. And, it's, and I think that's what uh, is needs to be said about all of this. It's quality content that they put out yeah. that makes them who they are. So everybody might not like everything Kevin Hart does, but I bet you there's something you like. And everything may you might not like every episode of Euphoria or of um Insecure or of the Charlemagne God show. Um but you might like some of it. You might like a clip. You might like uh, this meaning behind this message, and I think that's what it's about. Yeah. It, you're not going to please everybody, but the people that are core, they're going to listen, and then the people that are around that hear it are going to tune in when they need to, and that's what it's about. I mean, um, that transition into my next person, Nick Cannon, um, he's been canceled more than 10 times, mm-hmm. uh, but I think he also always comes back stronger because he understands that with great power becomes great responsibility. And he has a following that's going to keep him accountable for his actions and what he says. So I don't think he ever runs from it. And I think that's something that I um, can relate to is that he never really runs from anything that he's going through. He attacks it, whether it's they cancel, um, uh, why am I going blank? But uh, Wildin' Out. They cancel Wildin' Out. Or they try to cancel his uh, his other uh, radio show. And three months, four months later, he gets Wildin' Out back and he starts a new TV show. So it's like those bounce backs are what I love about Nick Cannon. And then, not to mention, he's never going to stop making movies, writing, directing, and acting. He's not going to stop making music, even though we all want you to. It's yeah. okay. But, <laughs> oh, I mean, PSA. look, do what you got to do, though. <laughs> Get that expression out of there, whatever. But um, he's always going to spread the message of you can do anything if you're willing to work. And I think that is the epitome of success to me is work, work, work. Let the work speak for itself. 
Definitely. And I think that's what his, what 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 he shows and why he's so successful, why he can be the host of The Mask, why he can be, he can also do, um, you know, low budget movies, mm-hmm. but then he can also do high movies. He can also do, uh, you know, a drink champs. You know what I'm saying? When they want to, when they want to keep him on the quote-unquote white side of everything, and he's doing morning, morning TV, but it's like he all he's been able to find that balance, and I think that is so key for us as black people. Is you don't I love look, I'm I'm a nigga, okay. <laughs> I love being black. I love everything that being black, not not necessarily stands for, but what comes with being black. I love. You know, I love the strip club. I love, um, I love hip hop. I love, you know, I love everything that encompasses, you know, the culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I grew up in. That's what I grew up around, and uh, that's what I always wanted to be around as well. Even I believe, even if I was a different race, I'd be like, oh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, I love our culture. I love how much we they just, do too. They do. Everybody does. But that's because <laughs> we don't give a fuck what nobody gives, cares about. That's why they can just take it from us, though. Yeah. Because we don't care. It's like, yeah, we're going to make something new anyway. But it's like, it's not okay either. Mm-hmm. Because then they take it and they capitalize on it and make millions and millions and millions off of it when we just did it off of the strength of just we're cool and we're just that. But yeah. So who's your fifth person? Speaking of taking... Mm-hmm. Sierra Boy, my girl frisked me good, so she's a local. Now who designer. is that? Local designer out of Cleveland. Okay. She What's has, her IG? Uh, Frisk Me Good. Frisk um, Me Good. Shout out to you. Shout out to Frisk Me Good. Um, you know she had some people just wear designs. Uh, you guys ever heard of Cardi B? Oh shit. Sweetie. Whoa. April Levine, she got the white right She got in in her in Frisk Me Good, like her design mm-hmm. ended up in Bazaar magazine. Oh my so, god, New York fashion. Very We're getting into the fashion industry. Oh my gosh. But the thing that uh, you know I have gripes about when it comes to <laughs> what's going on in the fashion community is it's easily stolen. And wow. in this digital age, just following Sierra and just here, you know, seeing what's going on. Um, 13,000 likes on a page. It was like some uh, brand. It was like some Asian woman wearing a replica of one of her designs. Mm-hmm. Because what Sierra is most noted, you know, known for mm-hmm. is her ability to repurpose sneakers and turn mm. it into a vest or some type of a, what's it called? A, a, a bustier or something. It's something called a, a corset. She okay. makes these sneaker corsets. And so, yeah, uh, ended up in these really high fashion magazines, but people still have no remorse for stealing, um, you know, design right. ideas and stuff. So that's like one of the things she's going through and I would love to touch base when we eventually interview her of just like dealing with like what that's like. It's coming. And it's like I wonder what that experience is like. It's really unfortunate because here's this black girl who's made her way. She's mm-hmm. paving her like way out of whatever situation she was in. She's putting people on through fashion shows. Mm -hmm. She has these models that she's putting on everything. She's trying to pave her way out of this and they're stealing her design ideas. So it's interesting how you brought up the point of stealing because that's what they do with us. They try to steal. But, um, you know, we're, we're not here to win the validation of them people any fucking way. That's a fact. You can, you know, you can replicate all you want, but 
And none of the replications I've seen is fucking with the real thing. Right. Because it's like the hours and work that Sierra would put into this, these brand, like these designs, is just amazing. And that's why Cardi B is hitting. Like, that's why these people are wearing her stuff, not the replications, because they know. They know that's not the real stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's always good. Now I'm seeing how bad it is for knockoffs. Because when you knock things off, it's just horrible. Right. You know, I, I thought I'd hit the money when I went to New York and found some Damier Louis V wallets and stuff. But I don't care. They can be replicated because they got enough money. <laughs> but don't steal from local black owners. I'm just saying. <laughs> I guess it's wrong to replicate from anybody. But that for the first time, just knowing my friend personally um, is like getting affected by that, it just it hurt me, you know? So. Uh, now I finally have an understanding of how bad it is when yeah. people steal and replicate. Cause you see it done to your own person, you know, your own people. It's like, oh man. Right. That's so, a fact. Yeah, but all in all, she was doing some great work uh, in the community and stuff. Just like putting people on and getting herself up out of you know, her situation. So it's dope. That's amazing. <laughs> shout, shout out to her. Can't shout wait out. to get you on here. It'll be amazing uh, conversation we both have with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's. That's more details than y'all need to know right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but my last and final uh, person of influence, uh, Will, and you said his name actually, but Donald Glover, mm-hmm. uh, because of a lot of things. So if you look at my list, um, you can you'll see that these these group of people uh, started somewhere mm-hmm. and now they have been able to create a whole empire. So, with that being said, Donald Glover was one of the first people I, I realized what was happening mm-hmm. in real time. So, he's the reason why I want to do a, a special because he's not a comedian, but he did a full special yeah. because he wanted to do a full special. You know what I'm saying? Like, he does things because he wanted to do it, and he put the effort in to make it happen. Um, he was writing for 30 Rock mm-hmm. and also was part of uh, one of the biggest... and I feel, Community. He was one of the... I mean, cult classics. Mm-hmm. And... Not only as an actor, and he bl- and he and he blossomed into a you know a a very big supporting role in that, but he cre- then he created Atlanta, then he not not only in all of these times he was still creating this music side of him, uh, Childish Gambino, and it was a whole different um, avenue of you know a a lot of people try to. Um, do two things. So they try to be actors and musicians. They try to be, you know, like you see a lot of uh, sports uh, athletes try to be rappers or Mm -hmm. something like that. He was really, he was really, it's crazy because it's like, I seen this and it was like Kanye's, uh, it's like his documentary that dropped. Mm. He was this big time I Grammy Award winning producer and nobody gave a damn about his his music as a rapper. He would literally be in the building as a multi Grammy Award winning producer and he would play a song and they'd be like, dude, like stop playing the song. <laughs> like we're not trying to hear this from you. And it's like that shows how much of a box they want to put you in. Even when that box is a great box to be in, who wouldn't want to be a 
Grammy award-winning producer. But if that's not the only thing you have stride out to be and stride to become, you're you're boxing. You're limiting me now. Jamie Foxx just stuck. With that's another music. one like, I could have like, had him on. Like he like, that's what if fact. he just stuck with music? Then Django, which is like my dad's favorite movie, would it never happen? Like, exactly. You know, like, things. Like, exactly. Just, you have to. You have to do other things, even if they don't want you to. And especially when, especially when they don't want to, what they don't want you to, because that's what's going to solidify your foundation when you actually make it. Because I, I see it all the time, like people let other people stop them. Mm-hmm. But the people who don't let them stop them have the most confidence, the most. But they also help the most people. Yeah. They. I mean, the guy. I never heard of the guy who who's the star of Atlanta. Uh, the the um the black the black the rapper. I forget his name. But uh, I never heard of him as an actor. He's in the Marvel DC world now. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. those type of yeah. Those type of looks that you create for people create careers definitely that's what i'm about that's what that's my goal is to be able to help others create a career off of what we've created and then take that and run with it and you never want to hold somebody back but you want to be like look look who we created this is a moment in time and this is going to catapult us to this and that and you'll be able to go do this and you'll be able to bring it's just like 50 cent 50 the only reason why 50 cent was on that super bowl halftime show is because he employed half of the motherfuckers <laughs> that was on stage with him. He employed Snoop. He employed Mary J. He employed, um, who was the other one? Uh, Kendrick Lamar. Really? He had already put them in his universe. So when they had the opportunity to take him and put him on a bigger stage, that's what they did. And that's what we have to do as black people. We have to be like, look, they gave me an opportunity over there a year ago. Yeah. I got this opportunity this year. Let me put them on. Let me... People be trying to forget. Like, I looked out for you at this point. I was really there for you. And you had the chance to be there for me and you didn't. Even if I don't know about it, you still should feel wrong. Yeah. And that's what... And, and as black people, sometimes we just don't. We should be like, oh, well, that was, it was my time, da, 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 it was my moment. And it's like, no, that's not it. That's not yeah. it. So that's why those people influence me so much and they inspire me every day because they're looking to put people in positions, whether it's um, people they see that have talent, whether it's people that's been close to them, that's been working with them for years. They continuously are trying to make people around them bigger, better, and stronger as human beings. And that's what it's about. So yeah, definitely. I'm with it. That's what like, and people were pissed off too about the halftime show. It's like, oh, what? What am I right. watching? It's too many blacks. Hey, well, you I'm know like, we got be... too much. We got too. Like, no, I love how we branched that. it off into these markets for sure. So ultimately, yeah, it's a beautiful thing um, to put people on, mm-hmm. and, and those who try to put people on, I feel like they reap the benefits from the universe. Exactly, you know? exactly, and that's definitely what I'm about. Um, is there anything closing you want to end with? Podcast Bay, follow me on all platforms. Uh, Twitter, Twitter's kind of. <laughs> she wasn't on Twitter, no. Yeah, follow me on all platforms for political satire. I have some interesting takes on Mr. Joe Biden and everybody. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, you guys 
mess with the brand. I also Chef Bay. I, I be doing a lot of cooking. On she TikTok. definitely can cook. She I be definitely going in. can cook. So, thanks for supporting, guys. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. Again, this is King TV. This is the King TV Network. This is We Are the Black Future. I don't know if I said that right, but We Are the Black Future with Podcast Bay and King TV. Thank you again. We out of here. Bye. This is the future.